this Saturday is not like last Saturday because the Buckeyes return to the field to face the Maryland Terrapins. What can we expect when the Buckeyes and Terrapins battle it out in the shoe? We discuss that today on Locked on Buckeyes. You are Locked on Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Thursday, everyone. We are here with another crossover between the Locked On Buckeyes podcast and the Locked On Terps podcast before Saturday's matchup between Ohio State and Maryland. I am Jay Stevens, the host of Locked On Buckeyes. And here with me today is Trey Moore, the host of Locked On Terps. Trey, 5-0 Maryland team, pretty good team coming to Columbus this weekend. How are you doing and what are your thoughts about this game? Yeah, it's our biggest game in I don't know how long. It's our biggest game since probably in the 2001 season. That's the last time the Terrapins were actually 5-0. and So we haven't been 5-0 and for a while. We haven't been this good in a long time. So it's an exciting time for the Maryland Terrapins. During this crossover, we will get to learn a little bit about the Buckeyes' point of view, hear from the Maryland's point of view, and also kind of get a better handle on if Maryland will come in to Columbus and upset the Buckeyes. I don't know if I'm on that train yet. You'll hear more about that at the end of the show. But, Trey, as we kick things off here, this is a big test for Maryland. Top of the last time they started off 5-0, and this is a big test coming into Columbus and playing a Buckeyes team that is playing pretty good ball right now. Yeah, no, it's, it's an Ohio State team that's absolutely playing good ball right now. And I'm – unsure of how the Maryland Terrapins are going to respond to that. We're 5-0 and right now, but we haven't played anyone amazing yet. We haven't played stellar competition yet. We've played a solid Michigan State team, an okay Indiana team, but we haven't played anyone very good yet. So we'll see how we respond. This is our first real test of the season where we're not favored. We've been favored in every other game. So this is the first real test of the season. The big test, you mentioned the, the schedule, the teams that Maryland has played so far. Normally, if this were a Michigan podcast or even Michigan State, I'd throw a little bit more jabs at you, but I, it's not that at all. I'm not going to go that far because I don't think the Buckeyes in Maryland have the type of rivalry in football like maybe Michigan State occasionally or Michigan schools like that. But you mentioned that schedule. Um, Townsend, Charlotte, Virginia, away at Michigan State, and then home against Indiana. That's not really a tough slate at all. And which, when I think about like this game being a test, it's not only a test because it's the Buckeyes, but also because the schedule's been schedule's been pretty weak. How are you expecting Maryland to play in a game in Columbus when the teams they played so far this year have not been that good? Yeah, I mean that's the biggest question mark going into it. Uh, I think we have experience throughout the whole entire team especially at quarterback. And when you have a good quarterback, you have a good team. When you have an experienced quarterback, you can do some things going into a game like an Ohio State. And we have an experienced quarterback in Talia that I'm sure we'll talk about a ton on the show. But we have experience on defense and offense. There's new guys all over the place. But I think we do. And I think Coach Loxley now being the coach for Maryland for a while now, I think he's kind of ready for this game in this Ohio State game. I'm not on the train that we're going to beat you guys yet. I mean, I'm sure we're going to get into some predictions later on. But I think Coach Loxley is experienced now as a coach where he's gone through this game multiple years now. He, I'm sure he has a couple of special things up his sleeve that he plans to bring out. But overall, I'm unsure of how we'll respond to playing a team with 
legit NFL talent everywhere in Ohio State. But I think we have the experience. I think we have the coaching staff. An underrated part of it is I think our offensive coordinator, Josh Gaddis, who used to be at Michigan, I he played Ohio State every year, of course, in the big game of Michigan-Ohio State. So I wonder if he has a couple things up his sleeve. So overall, we'll see what happens. But I think we can do a couple things against Ohio State. What has made this year special for Talia? Yeah, I mean – He's played exceptionally well. He's yeah. number one in the Big Ten in passing yards and passing touchdowns. Um, every single game except for Charlotte, he's played amazing. Last week, he was number one on PFF's um, grading system um, in terms of all college football quarterbacks. So he's overall just played amazing. And he's kind of single-handedly like brought this Maryland program to another level yeah. that we have never seen it Um and he's really transformed it like a single player never really has been able to do for the Maryland Terrapins. So he's brought out some new things that we have never seen the Maryland Terrapins do. So overall, just what he's brought, he's arguably a lot of people say the best Maryland quarterback ever heals all the passing records, passing yards, touchdowns. Talia has it all. So overall, I think he's brought some things to the Maryland program that you just don't normally get from just an everyday type of player. So, but overall this year, he's played amazing one bad game against Charlotte. But like I said, leads the big 10 in passing yards, creates big plays down the field has brought out the best in our wide receiver groups. And overall has just played really well. Ryan Dade his presser earlier this week, discussed the Maryland defense and he praised every level D line linebackers in the secondary talked about the replacements that Maryland had at the secondary level. Um, the experienced linebackers that have gotten better than more sound in the D line play overall, this defense as a whole, how have you viewed how they have played this year? Yeah. I mean, the defense has played pretty well. I think the number one thing you look at is right now our defense is actually top two in the country actually it was top two in the country before last week i'm not sure after last week um but we were top two in the country in forcing turnovers so that's been the number one thing we we were about at forcing three turnovers per game which i was kind of worried about i was like can that stay consistent i was like no it probably won't realistically but we've been a top three team in the country in forcing turnovers but we'll see if that continues against ohio state we'll probably need a turnover or two or three to really win the game or even be in the game. But overall, the defense has played pretty well. I think the secondary, I say, is like one of the best units in the Big Ten. But the secondary has played really well with Tarheeb still back there, Jaquan Shepard transferred from Cincinnati. And then you got Bo Braid and Dante back there at safety. They've all played good football and then a guy to watch out for that a lot of people don't know about is glendon miller in the back end but jay sean barham was out last week our talented linebacker so we'll see what he if he's back this week and if he's at full strength he's supposed to be but jay sean barham is one of our best recruits in the coach loxley era so i'm expecting him to have a big game for the maryland terrapins but overall i think the defensive line is kind of the question mark of the defense we lost pretty much everyone everyone's a new starter basically in there but they haven't played bad overall but that's the biggest question mark so far Ohio State's defense last thing here before we flip it back uh over to you asking questions about Ohio State's uh game this weekend Ohio State's defense has only given up uh four touchdowns this year they've in no game this year the defense has allowed more than two 
scores. A field goal and a touchdown um, against um, Western Kentucky, and then Notre Dame scored two touchdowns. Outside of that, Youngstown State scored a touchdown, and then Indiana scored a field goal. What can Maryland do offensively to be the first team this year to score more than three times in a game against the Buckeyes? Yeah, I mean, it's throw the ball. That's what we've done all year. I've kind of critiqued it. I've been like, I want to run the ball some more. Sometimes it scares me how much we throw the ball and how poor we've run the ball sometimes this year. But when you have Talia at quarterback, you're tempted to throw the ball a lot, and that's kind of what we do. So I think how the Maryland Terrapins score more than two touchdowns, it's some of the big plays. It's some chunk plays down the field. If you look at what Ty Felton has done, He's our junior wide receiver, and he's broken out this year. He's top 10 in the Big Ten in receiving yardage. And the last two games, he's led our team in receiving yards. So overall, I think it's big plays down the field. I think our wide receiver group, Coach Loxley says it's the best in the Big Ten besides Ohio State, actually, which is kind of ironic. But our wide receiver group is really deep, so they we got a bunch of different type of dudes in there, whether it's Caden Prather, who's 6'4", or Jason Jones in the slot who can separate, or Corey Deitches in the tight end room. He's a matchup nightmare. We got guys at wide receiver that can really separate, can make big plays down the field. I think that's how we get more than two scores. Got to hear a good breakdown about Maryland's football team so far this year. Coming up next, you get to hear a breakdown of the Buckeyes, how they have played this year, and what to expect from the Buckeyes offensively and defensively Saturday against Maryland. And just locked on crossover rolls on. This episode is brought to you by our friends at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performances. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit, eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. All right. I got some questions about the Ohio State Buckeye team. Coming off a bye, overall, a big win against Notre Dame, a last-second win against Notre Dame. I watched the entire game. It was an amazing game. But overall, what are kind of the feelings going on in Columbus? The feeling is confident, but there are still things to work on. One of the things Ryan Day touched on during his press conferences is one of the things I have touched on in this on this podcast numerous times this year is the short yardage issues and why in the world could a te- does a team consistently have short yardage problems you would think in a, a team that scored 63 recently and had and scored really game-winning touchdown was in a short yardage situation you would think hey short yardage might be okay even against opponents like IU and uh, Youngstown State the Buckeyes have found ways you would think to overcome some of those obstacles they have not. It might be one of the biggest issues with this offense. There are some others, but really it's confident, but still needed to work on a few things. Well, quite a few things at this point of the season. 
if the Buckeyes want to accomplish every goal they have and want to accomplish this season. That, no, that totally makes sense. I want to talk about Kyle McCord. Replace the number two pick in the draft and C.J. Stroud. Has McCord lived up to your expectations? What should the Terps expect from him? Well, my expectations for him were to win the job, but they were still pretty low. I didn't really have much and say they were high and lofty um, expectations because I truly didn't know what the offense was going to look like at this point of the season. Now, Ryan Day kind of opened things up just a little bit against Western Kentucky, got a few explosive plays, but I still – I'll put it in a way that Ryan Day said it the other day. He kind of related uh, his expectations for Kyle McCord. They're similar to mine – was something that Ryan Day was something that was said to Ryan Day when he was a kid. The moment you bring home an A in algebra, you're expected to bring home an A in algebra. We have seen what Kyle McCord can do. Now that we have seen it, that is expected of him. Now I'm not saying come out here and throw 350 or 400 plus yards every week. That's not it. Do your job. Take what the defense gives you and take advantage of that when it's right in front of you. We have seen Kyle McCord do that over and over and over again during the early portion of the season. So as my expectations for Kyle McCord were a little bit lower than most starting quarterbacks at the beginning of a season, I have seen what he can do. Now I expect him to do and to stay at that level throughout the rest of the season. Yeah, no, that makes sense overall because I've seen what Kyle McCord has been able to do. He showed some flashes of some really good times, but there's also been a couple of low points for him. But I want to talk about another quarterback and Maryland's quarterback, Talia. Do you feel the Ohio State defense is ready for Talia? Or what are ways you guys think you can stop Talia overall? So ready? Oh, man. It's one of those tricky things, man, with a quarterback like Talia. I am reminded about the game from a year ago when it took some late game big plays by the Buckeyes defense to win that game because Talia was doing his thing against the Buckeyes defense last year. And I remember that play. I remember those plays. I remember that game. I also have seen how consistent and uh, fundamentally sound a lot of the Buckeyes defenders have been. I think the secondary is solid. I do also wonder if we're going to see a tweak at the opposite corner of Denzel Burke. Do we see more Jordan Hancock and removing some Davis and Igmanosin? Igmanosin has been playing fine. I just want to know if this is the game where you start seeing some tweaks on that side. The Buckeyes defense, if they don't get pressure consistently, and I'm like, I would I, like, I'm being nice here saying that the Buckeyes don't need sacks. Excuse me. The Buckeyes need to get sacks on Talia. The Buckeyes need to get pressure on him all day long. I think they know what they need to do. I don't know if they're capable of it because one of the biggest things that Buckeye fans and myself have been calling for is more pressure on the quarterback, having gotten it as much as you would like. And so, I understand what Talia brings to the table. I also realize that the Buckeyes defense held Sam Hartman to under 200 passing yards. I don't know if they can do that against Talia on Saturday. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Because I was looking at it, I was like, dang, they played Sam Hartman really well. And Sam Hartman and Talia are different quarterbacks, but Sam Hartman's amazing in his own right. So I'm like, I'm a little bit concerned myself. I'm like, can can Talia do what he normally does? Obviously, to probably a lesser degree because it's Ohio State, but it's still in my mind. Let's talk about the wide receiver room for Ohio State. It's probably – it is the best in the country. Maybe some people would argue Washington now, but I'd still say it's Ohio State. Maybe the two best wide receivers in college football and Marvin Harrison and Mecca Mbuka. Realistically, can the Terps – I say they can't stop them, but can they slow them down at all? 
I think the only way to slow them down is by the play calling of the Ohio State Buckeyes. I'm just I'm not trying to be like egotistical or just like, oh, you're a Buckeye fan. No, I, I literally believe the only way to slow them down is by that is by whoever's calling the plays. I believe it's Ryan Day. Because if you call the right plays and you put your guys in the right positions in the right areas, it should be easy for Mecca Abuka or Marvin Harrison Jr. to have seven to ten catches, to have 125 to 150 receiving yards, and at least one touchdown in that game. Should be easy. One thing we noticed against Notre Dame is they always had two guys locked up or covering Harrison Jr. What did that do? That left Abuka open to get loose a little bit. Made some big catches on the end of the fourth quarter. Um, one of them, I do believe, was got them what got them down to the one yard line. And so I, Maryland's defense is good. Don't get me wrong. But I do believe one of the easiest ways to slow down the Buckeyes receivers is by the coaches calling the plays. If you call the right plays, these guys should be getting loose, should be getting in the end zone, should be uh, stuffing a stat sheet, and it should be something where we're like, oh, this is why Harrison Jr. is going to be a top 10 pick. This is why Abuka could also be a top 10 pick because these guys are dudes on the football field. Yeah, no, that's I'm I'm concerned about playing those two um, up in Columbus overall. But I want to talk about a little bit about the offensive line. Paris Johnson, Dewan Jones went to the NFL last year. How has your offensive line adjusted and how is it looking right now so far? The offensive line has struggled lately. It's gotten better every single game. Don't get me wrong. But it has been the weakest position group on offense. And I want to say, I'll go a step further and say it's been the weakest position group on the entire team, offensively or defensively. You have three new starters. You mentioned DeWan Jones, Paris Johnson Jr., also former uh, multi-year starting center Luke Whipler, also went to the NFL as well. And so now you have um, a, a transfer from San Diego State starting at left tackle. I believe a redshirt freshman starting at center. And you have a guy in Josh Fryer who's been around for a while, finally getting his chance to start. Those three guys have all had issues, but a lot of the issues have also been with the two guys at guards who are returning starters. There's been some issues, man. It's, it's offensive line communication has been something to work on. Um, really just the desire to get a push has been, been some initiate, some things to work on. Um, protecting the passer. Also, it's been something that you need to work on. So it's been a work in progress, has gotten better. And I wonder if the bye week came at the right time for this unit. I think for the team overall, it came at a, at a good time. But I wonder if it came at a right time for this unit. Because you got a little extra time in the film room. You got a little extra time on the practice field, not preparing for a game on Saturday, but just to get better, to work on the things that are your weaknesses I wonder if coming out on Saturday, this unit will be ready for whatever Maryland throws their way and will be ready to say, hey, look, we are taking the right steps to be the best unit, to be a better unit going forward throughout the rest of Ohio State's schedule. Right. No, that totally makes sense about the offensive line. I want to talk a little bit about your D-line. You said that there hasn't been a ton of pressure. I want to get into that because before the season – I was like, our offense line has got to get figured out because I know Ohio State's got dudes up there with JT and Sawyer and Paul. So how well have those guys have performed? It, it hasn't been good so far? Twimelow and Sawyer, I'm still waiting to see the consistency that even on this show on Locked on Buckeyes, we discussed um, in regards to things that they needed that they need to do better. Twimelow made some big plays late in the game against Notre Dame, which are great. Also, Little side note, he played every snap at defensive end on defense in that game. That's insane for a game that's as physical as it was. 
Now, granted, the time and for as many plays as Notre Dame had, and as long as they were on the field, it's amazing that Sawyer and Tui Maloa played the entire game um, a, a couple weeks ago. No, Tyreek Williams has been amazing. Michael Hall Jr. has been really good. Does not start. I think he needs to. Ty Hamilton has played good as well. There's still a desire to get consistent pass rush from Tui Maloa or Sawyer. I just don't know if we're going to get it. As good as they are, well, as good – I'm still waiting to see the consistency with Jack Sawyer. I know he's good. I don't know if he's, like, really good yet. I just know that he's a good football player. I'm still waiting to see it, man. I- I'm still waiting to see it from the end positions. I think you could get a little bit of pressure on the interior. Um, Tyleek Williams, uh, Michael Hall Jr., Ty Hamilton. You can get some interior pressure with those guys. But on the outside, unless the Buckeyes bring in uh, Caden Curry, um, Kenyatta Jackson Jr., maybe Mitchell Melton, that's the easiest way to get pressure to the quarterback, bring in some of those backups. But the Buckeyes have showed they want to rely on Sawyer and Tweem Lowell, and we have also seen the lack of sacks that those two guys have produced through four games this year. Yeah. Last question. Give me one X factor on offense or defense that maybe Maryland fans aren't really thinking about or Ohio State fans maybe not even are thinking about that can really change the trajectory of the game. X-Factor on offense is Chip Trainum. He's my guy, number 19, currently RB2, the backup running back for Ohio State. I do believe he is a guy that needs to start. I've been saying this for a long time. Trevor Henderson's played a whole lot better. I still need to see more of Chip Trainum in this game. The defensively, number 41, Joshua Proctor, someone that I was off on. Like I'm like, hey, preseason, I'm not really a Proctor fan. We've seen what he is. We know what he can do. I don't think it's good enough to start. Not there. He's playing the best ball he's ever played in Columbus. And I do believe X factor wise, especially with how Maryland's offense is ran. Joshua Proctor at safety is going to be key. So my X factor on offense is number 19, Chip Trainum, number uh, 41 on defense, Josh Proctor. I always say Joshua government name, but Josh Proctor is what he goes by. Um, he is my X factor on defense. Cause man, if those two guys cook and if they're rolling, <laughs> These Buckeyes are hard, hard. It's hard to stop that train on offense, and it's hard to move past that brick wall on defense. Yeah, no, that makes sense overall. That totally makes sense. But that's that's all the questions I have about Ohio State overall. Guys, coming up next, we'll get to hear from myself and Trey once again as this Locked On cross, crossover rolls on to hear if either one of us thinks Maryland will come into Columbus and upset the Buckeyes. That's next on this Locked On Crossover. This crossover has been fun. It's fun to talk Buckeye football, Trey. That bye week, I'm over here pulling stuff from the Notre Dame game. Like, oh, there's that nugget. Let's pull this in. Oh, he said that? Let's pull this in. But, man, it's nothing better than talking ball. And talking ball this weekend, it's going to be a battle for Maryland. It's going to be a battle for Ohio State as well. Like, I'm not going to come in here and say, oh, it's going to be a breeze for the Buckeyes. I'm not going to go that far what do you expect? How do you think this game will go down on Saturday? Yeah. I mean, it's tough, right, for us Maryland fans and me being one of them. I mean, I think the first thing that came to my head is can we keep it close? We don't have to win the game to earn respect from the rest of the country, but can we keep the game close within 10, maybe within 7? The spread is huge. The spread's at like 19 and a half points, I think it was. I think it was at like 20 points at a point. So the spread is a pretty big spread, which I was a little bit surprised of. I think Maryland covers the spread, 
But for me, I think we're going to be able to keep it somewhat close. I can see Ohio State separating himself at the end. But I do think there's a way where we can keep the game overall a little bit close and maybe have a chance at the end to pull something crazy. That's what I'm hoping for. But overall, what, what do you think about the game? What if, What is your kind of prediction on it? Well, I just checked this spread here. I hadn't checked it yet. I was going to do that later to the end of the week. Um, Buckeyes favored, minus 19.5. The over-under is set at 57, 57.5. That's a pretty big spread. I would have thought it had been more. Now, I'll say this is – will be closer i would have thought maybe 14 and a half to 17 to probably be where the spread is at um that 19 and a half is a big number man that's that's huge i think the buckeyes could win this game um i don't really have a score prediction just yet but i do believe the buckeyes can win this game i think offensively that week off was great for them i do believe and i i think ryan day is going to kind of open up a little bit with the playbook and realize like look we can't just keep running the same old offense like we have been we got to put our best guys on the field and let them cook. And we have to be able to ad- adjust in the system, in the game, to realize, hey, maybe what we're doing isn't working. Let's do something different to help the boys out that are on the field. So, no, I do think Talia is going to be a threat. The defense of Maryland is going to be a threat. I think the Buckeyes, the, gu- I, the guys I mentioned, Tui Maloa, Sawyer, I think those two guys – might find a way to build some confidence early in this game, get that Buckeye, um, get the shoe rowdy and get it loud. I'm putting a lot of pressure on those two guys this week because that's an easy way to slow down Talia because if you don't get to him, if you don't get pressure, you can't say it's going to be a long night because it's a day game. It could be a long <laughs> afternoon for the Buckeyes defense because, man, that's a good quarterback. Yeah, no, he is a good quarterback, and I think that's the number one thing to that Ohio State might have the advantage over us that is all year we've kind of questioned our offensive line before the season started we didn't know who the starting five was going to be and the first couple of games in they were rotating it a ton and coach Loxley kept saying we think we have like eight or nine guys that can play but I was kind of saying you know what they say about quarterbacks if you have two quarterbacks you have none so I was kind of saying the same thing about the offensive line if we have nine guys who can play but we don't know who who the five starters are, we don't really have a good, solid offensive line. But it's definitely gotten better. But I'm concerned this could be Sawyer or JT's breakout game. Yeah. And next thing we know, Talia is on his back too much, and we can't run any of the pass concepts that we really want to run. You know, man, if this is kind of a breakout game for either one of those guys, there might be the recipe that Ryan Day and Larry Johnson and Jim Knowles have or want right now because – you got Pitt, Buckeyes have Purdue the following week, and then Penn State, and then Wisconsin. It's going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough, and you kind of want guys to build confidence, not when you have a game, a big game the following week, but a few weeks prior to that. So they're building confidence, building more confidence, and bam, biggest game, biggest test of the season, they're ready to go. I, I want to close this out with the question I don't normally ask here, Trey, but I think it's uh, fitting for the way this last segment has gone. The spread, like I mentioned, is Buckeyes minus 19 and a half. Are you going over or under? Like, do the Buckeyes cover the spread? Or are you going Maryland uh, Maryland there with that? I think I have to say Maryland covers the spread. We've covered the spread in four of the five games that we've played so far, and those are pretty big spreads. But obviously this is a different situation where we're the underdog. But I'm going to say Maryland covers the spread overall. I think I think we do. 
I don't know how close it's going to be. That can still be like a 17, 16 point game, but I think we cover the spread. Yeah, man, I'm going to do something I don't normally do here, and I'm going to be I'm being a little uh, more optimistic than normal. I think the Buckeyes are going to go like I'm taking the Buckeyes nine minus nine, nine and a half. I could easily see them winning by twenty or twenty one points. Um, I don't see them really winning by thirty or thirty five, but I, I could easily see this game being. 35-14, which may be a lower number than some, but I still think 35-14 or um, something along those lines where the Buckeyes are winning by 21, maybe 24 points. Just because they're, this is a good football team, man. Like, they're a really good team. I'm still not sold on them in the ways other people are, but I do think the Buckeyes can kind of show off a little bit, exert their energy, exert their will, and show everybody that what we saw against Notre Dame wasn't a fluke, but this team is for real. Now, I will say this for someone who – who might try to get on my head. I realize, I think we both realize, Maryland is not Notre Dame. Maryland is still a good football team. I think that statement is true. Trey, do you have any last comments before we close up shop? No, it's great to come on and talk some football, though. I, I love doing this. Can't wait to talk again soon. Can't wait to talk again. The Big Ten basketball schedule recently was released, and I have the schedule in my, in my phone here. Looking forward to basketball. Looking forward to the football game that comes first on Saturday between Maryland and Ohio State. Guys, I am excited for this game. I know Trey is as well. Um, give Trey a follow at TreyBoard13 on X. I still call it X. I'm calling it X. Just trying to get on the train now. Uh, you can follow me on X, formerly known as Twitter, at JStevens07. This Locked On crossover in the Buckeyes and the Terps has been a fun Thursday with you guys. We will see you tomorrow on our respective shows.